Greetings to you from Dubai. I'm Ghada Khalifi and this is The Conscious Achiever, the show that reframes how we think about achievement and invites us to create conscious cultures in business, life, and the world. It's easy to get caught up on the path of achievement. Before we know it, we become a hyperachiever who wants to achieve more and more without ever reaching the satisfaction, the fulfillment that accompanies achievement. I work with high achievers who set the bar so high they can't even see their own achievements, much less how to achieve what they really want. I help them get out of their own ways, identify their saboteurs so they can do less and accomplish more and feel great on the way. In today's episode, we will discuss the hyperachiever saboteur and how they frequently derail our efforts to achieve sustainable success and happiness. This episode is based on the work of Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Charmaine, as well as my experience as a mental fitness coach in cultivating a more conscious and happy achiever. Now, how do we know or how do you know if you have a hyperachiever saboteur? Individuals with, uh, who have hyperachiever saboteur tend to be highly dependent on constant performance and achievement in one or many areas of their life. And then they need that to gain the self-respect, the self-validation of others. They are really highly focused on the external appearances of success, which leads them to an unsustainable workaholic tendency and loss of touch with their deeper emotional and relationship needs. Individuals who have hyperachiever saboteur are competitive. They are image and status conscious. And actually, they're really good at covering up insecurities and showing positive image to the outside world. They adapt their personality to fit what would be the most impressive to others. Now, you know, if you have a high achiever or if you have a hyperachiever saboteur just like me, Don't be hard on yourself. And the reason why is because not all of that is really negative. You know, people with the hyperachiever saboteur have also their strength. Like I do, I'm driven, pragmatic. I'm driven, pragmatic, adaptable, and goal-oriented. I'm self-motivated and self-directed and capable of growing myself and others to achieve full potential. When you are inner-directed, it can be great in inspiring selves and others towards meaningful work and meaningful growth and achievement. So if you ask me, like, how do you, like, identify between, like, the, the, the strength or the good habits of a hyperachiever and the slippery behaviors that takes you to another extreme, which become a hyperachiever saboteur? So awareness really is very important um, in recognizing those slippery behavior that indicates that you are overusing your strengths and when the hyperachiever saboteur takes the driver's seat. And to me, from my experience, I would say asking questions like to ourselves, taking time to reflect in where is this sense or the spirit of competitiveness coming from? What is the purpose of going after this goal of setting these goals or looking after these achievement is it coming from a good space from a happy space or is it coming from urgency from fear-based space 
let's look now into the thought process of the hyperachiever. What do you think about what do you, if you are a hyperachiever, uh, what do you think about? What's your thought process? The dominant thoughts are thoughts, um, at least my dominant thoughts are thoughts like I can be anything I want to be. I must be efficient and effective always. I must be the best at what I do. If I can do my best, let's not do it. Then I'm not going to do it even. Failing anywhere in a project, in a role, in an assignment is not acceptable at all. This is like the thought process, dominant thought process in, that come across my um, my thoughts and um, as a hyperachiever. And also there is this, um, there is this, uh, one of the thoughts that like I have been carrying all my life is that, that I need to work a little more harder, that I need to push myself to work harder. It seems like it's a hyperbolic curve actually, but as you approach the goal, you get closer and closer and closer and by, by, and then you will never reach it. You will never get there. And sometimes you do, but it seems like always a hyperbolic curve. And and therefore also you you so focus on that, you know, achievement and destination and you basically really get avoid getting connected to your feelings. So may, you may wonder how come I have a hyper achiever saboteur or high achiever mindset or if you have a hyper achiever saboteur, where did that come from and where did yours really come from? So based on my understanding, a hyper achiever could, uh, the saboteur could come from various reasons. There's no way we can pinpoint one. Um, there's two or three reasons, actually. It's usually a combination of uh, nature and nurture. So some of them certainly could stem from childhood and need for validation from parents and teachers. In many cultures, such as my Lebanese culture, we put a lot of stress, a lot of validation on, at least in my background, uh, on bringing good marks, always working hard, always have to achieve, always have to achieve something tangible. And it could come really from that kind of cultural mechanism. Also, it comes from attaching your worth with success, with always with uh, always good things, and that also tangible success. Like because tangible, it can be recognized easily by the external world. Like at least in my culture, everything you know, you draw your worth from the external world. So uh, any tangible achievement is kind of token of acceptance. Also, my dad has always praised tangible achievements and hard work. It's really very wired in me to in 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 acknowledging achievement and hard work. So I have always perceived validation and recognition as gained through hard work and achievement. Other examples examples are for people who have dysfunctional families who try to achieve not so much, achieve the things for themselves, but for the appearance of success to compensate for others. And so they try to compensate for the weaknesses and that sort of thing. Now, what are some of uh, examples of what the hyperachiever lies? Like, what do they really like their set of beliefs which i call them lies because they promise thing like they 
They tell you something, but don't deliver on the long way. They are wired in you in a way to promise you something, but actually they don't deliver it on the long term. Or or sometimes they help you deliver it, but with a high cost. So some of those beliefs or lies that I'm confronted almost day in, day out to face them are um, lies and beliefs that our life is all about achieving and producing results. I mean, this was like the headline of every chapter of my life until my 40s that uh, life is all about achieving and producing results. Another lie was peace and happiness uh, is also about achieving something. Like that's how you get happiness. Like this is the way to happiness. Another lie is that I should have a good image, image of looking successful, looking fit, having a good house, good kids. So people should think highly of me. Another lie is that feelings, uh, the belief that feelings can stop me from becoming successful. Like it's coming from a person, and, and this is coming from a person who really feels uh, deeply, who is quite emotional. My hyperachiever will stop me from feeling and say, let's work, let's work hard. That's, that is what you can do and work hard and, and you can change anything by working hard and not knowing that feelings actually can be the can like becoming becoming aware of your feelings stopping to feel your feeling is going to help you actually move faster toward your achievement another lie which is the result of not allowing myself to feel is also not allowing myself to cultivate relationship and that there is no time for relationship and friendship or like they always not priority and I've got to work hard and work hard and work hard and also there's this lie that you've got to have like those xyz and you and after you have them then you should be happy so like there's the whole whole definition of happiness is could be a lie. And the the hyperachiever doesn't focus on how you feel about what you're doing to become happy. So if you're focused on others and how they feel about you, they want to perceive you as successful. So so you your feelings don't necessarily matter with the hyperachiever except for the perception of other people and how they view you, you know? So now we come to the part really of how does this hyperachiever really sabotage us or get in the way. I mean, we talked about their strength. We talked about their uh, set of beliefs. We talked about their thoughts. We talked about, you know, um, uh, where they come from. But actually, let's look now into how do they get in the way of achieving really what we want, you know? And how does this like hyperachiever really block us from achieving what we want? First, knowing what you actually you want and second achieving what we want so let me tell you how now because they are so goal oriented and want to sprint to achieve goals instead of developing a marathon mindset and build momentum with small actions they end up losing their patience and ability to follow through this has been so evident in the way 
I, my hyperachiever got in the way of my performance or how I show up. They have this marathon mindset, this sprint mindset, excuse me. And it's interesting. Now I'm thinking more about the marathon mindset and it take over my thoughts. But previously it was always about sprint. And so, so really they, they, it's all about sprint and and achieve and they want to you know they don't give a lot of thoughts to the process or they lose their patience and ability actually of this if this if it's something that is taking that's gonna require some time they kind of stop and lose their patience and not follow through so that's number one another thing which i told you about they rush through the results when they rush through the result they don't get immersed in the process that impacts the quality of their performance and the achievement itself so that's another hinder there's also this sense of emptiness in the achievement um, because they don't know how to celebrate. They're always looking for the next thing. After they achieve something, they wake up in the morning and ask, what's the next thing I need to achieve? So they really remain hungry and always aim for that next thing. And this is exhausting. Exhausting and feeling like you're not enough, which fills you with an anxiety. And this anxiety, as a result, you feel burned out. And as a result of burned out that it will affect your performance another another thing is that um, i'm the queen of beating myself up actually they beat themselves up for the things that don't go well that heaviness that sense of failure if things don't go well may hinder them as they see life in the lens of you're either winning or you're losing so that's another, another really damage of the hyperachiever or how they actually block us from achieving what we really want. Another thing which keeps your hyperachiever away from happiness, and this is the self-acceptance. So a person who has hyperachiever saboteur may accept self only when they are successful in other people's eyes, according to the definition of their world. If they're not successful, then accepting self-acceptance becomes really very difficult. So in that, it just that that doesn't radiate confidence or give the stamina and persistence to continue with the performance. Lastly, the hyperachievers have no time to build relationships. They have no time to collaborate because they are so busy focusing, busy reaching for the top of the mountain, and that can get in the way of expanding their network, expanding, you know, their leadership, and they how do they show up in terms of impact and in terms of reaching what they want. So having mentioned all of that, I want to bring our episode to a closure here by by looking into like what would be the powerful ways that I can suggest here to turn down that voice or like dial down on the hyperachiever just using enough strength and intercept this hyperachiever in order to be more conscious, focused, happy, fulfilled achievers. So what are some of the things we can do or you can do? 
So I found really certain strategies for me from my from my work or from my experience as in positive intelligence, my training in positive intelligence, my work as as well as experience as a coach, as a leadership coach, as a mental coach. And I want I something that is basic, which we call them PQ reps, which we do in positive intelligence. But I don't want to confuse the audience here with PQ reps. Uh, it's as simple as doing really deep breathing or mindfulness practice for me. So I would leave more information about those PQ, PQ techniques under the notes in the session here in the podcast episode. But let's say that the first one for me is deep breathing. The second one would be like TM meditation or form of meditation from 5 to 20 minutes. Really that practice helped me to kind of intercept that or being able to um, you know, bring more awareness when the hyperachiever uh, is trying to take over. So the first one for me is deep breath and meditation. And the second one is really empathize with my own self. As a high hyperachiever, it could be very, very harsh. It could be very difficult to empathize, actually. So we could be very harsh on ourselves. So empathy is the answer. And empathy looks good, but how do we do that? So I would suggest, you know, if somebody's listening here has hyperachiever, First, you start with taking deep breath and do some breathing exercises, or if you have a certain pattern, a certain practice of meditation. And 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 please don't look for those tangible ROI on those deep, deep breathing exercises. Just do it, believe in the process and do breathing exercises many times in the day. Do at least one thing in a day which you really like. One thing for me when I do breathing, I I like to put my hand on my heart. Just it connects me with that sense of groundedness and sense of presence. So really ask how would I deal with this if I would have been a small child of five years. So visualizing yourself as a five-year or six-year-old beautiful child and be able to start empathizing slowly, connect with that part of yourself as a child, look for their qualities and bring that energy to you. So really visualizing yourself as a child is a beautiful exercise that can connect you with with that lightness, connect you with that space of bringing achievement from a happy and really a loving place. Another powerful way that I actually work on and still develop is my explorer muscle and finding kind of a new rhythm of staying curious, staying exploring, and staying open to the process instead of rushing to come to a conclusion or sprint my way to finalize goals. This is one way actually that can help me really derail the the hyperachiever in in becoming a more fulfilled, present, and conscious achiever is to develop more that muscle of explorer. Though I'm a curious person, but my impatience and the, the hyperachiever takes over and doesn't allow me to actually be more in the process. So this is really another way of intercepting, of really working with the hyperachiever. 
Another powerful power is navigate, which has worked beautiful for me, uh, worked really beautifully in a way that you can use and navigate the power in a in a form of a game which we call it flash forward and this flash forward so what is flash powered or flash forward is visualizing yourself as your wiser healthier self connecting with my wiser healthier self gives me perspective to what's really important and what is not what is not gives me perspective to what brings meaning and purpose and what what is just an, another and between what what brings meaning and what is just you know another goal so basically you go out of the situation or the deadlock of the hyper achiever so really, all of the above, uh, like I told you, the PQ reps, an example, the breathing, the empathize, and the um, the explorer, the navigate, are all powerful muscles that they continue to develop to intercept the hyper achiever and becoming this conscious, happy, fulfilled achiever. So you can learn all about this through actually positive intelligent courses. So, and if you're read, uh, hearing this and you and you you're getting it intellectually but maybe part of your brain is telling you i don't think i want to go there i don't know how to do that or that sounds great but you don't know me it doesn't work for me rather i invite you to look at this as an opportunity really to build new muscles for you and to learn something new you get to learn without you know without looking to achieve it you get to learn more about to bring awareness how can you help your hyper achiever to help you really achieve more to achieve more do less and feel great on the way and through this positive intelligent courses that i will leave a link in the notes to or you can leave a message for more information also if you are a team of six people and want to learn about your hyper achievement other saboteurs you can join our eight-week program which i'm gonna leave the details in the notes as well that's it for today. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love the show, tell your friends, pay it forward, or leave us a review. You can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram, where you can follow me or leave a comment. You can also subscribe to my newsletter on LinkedIn for more from The Conscious Achiever. Thanks for listening. This is Rada Khalifi signing off.